Welcome to Hence the Future podcast. I'm Adam Cronin, and today we're doing a special Easter egg episode. I'll be sharing what I consider to be the list of the greatest thinkers of all time, both living and dead. And at the end of the episode, I'll share my list of all-time favorite books and podcasts, so you can check those out if you want to. And one caveat to this episode is that I will only be counting someone as a greatest thinker if they publish something during their life. So even people like Jesus or Socrates or Elon Musk may be some of the greatest thinkers of all time. They didn't necessarily publish their own work. So for someone to be considered in this list, they must have published their own work. And also I'll be including this definitive list on the Hence the Future website under episodes, episode 140. So you don't have to take any notes. You can look at that. It will all be online after this episode. All right. Well, let's start with the greatest thinkers of the past. So people who are no longer living. Number one on my list of five favorite thinkers of the past is Alan Watts. I think if I had to pick one person of anyone who has ever lived, whose philosophy most closely aligns with my own, it would be Alan Watts. He's so good at conveying Eastern philosophy to a Western audience that he really has taken the best of both sides of the world, the Eastern side and the Western side, and come up with a really holistic viewpoint that I haven't found anywhere else. Part of why I also love Alan Watts is that he's joyful, he's funny, he's constantly laughing and joking, and he smokes a pipe and he drinks a little bit too much, and he really seems to be enjoying his own life, at least when you listen to his lectures and read his, read his books, that's what it, it very much seems like. And really every book of his is fantastic. It's hard to pick one book to be the best because everything that comes out of his mind is resonant, at least from my perspective. If I had to pick the top three books, I would pick This Is It, The Way of Zen, and The Joyous Cosmology. And I would say his lectures are even better than his book, because by hearing his intonations, you get so much more information than you do when you're just reading words on a page. Another reason I love Alan Watts is that he sees good and evil as necessary sides of the same coin that go with one another. So he doesn't despair about the bad parts of life and the bad parts of existence. He makes the point that, by contrast, that's what makes life so beautiful. If you didn't have evil in the world or bad things in the world, you wouldn't be able to have good things in the world either. So I very much love Alan Watts's philosophy, and I would highly recommend reading any of his books. And if you haven't heard any of his stuff, I would recommend listening to his lectures first and foremost. You can find them on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, and his estate also has the Alan Watts apps that you can download on your phone. And I've listened to every one of those lectures at least a dozen times. Number two on my list of greatest thinkers of the past is J.R.R. Tolkien. And I almost made Tolkien number one, because what Alan Watts does with nonfiction and spiritual philosophy books, J.R.R. Tolkien does with high fiction. And part of what makes Tolkien's works so much greater than so many other fiction writers is that it has so much depth to it. Not only did J.R.R. Tolkien come up with his own languages, 15 elvish languages and languages for Ents and Orcs and other types of creatures, he also came up with an entire theogony, an origin story from 
Genesis, the very creation of existence, all the way to the age of man. And so everything in J.R.R. Tolkien's world has meaning imbued in it. Every name, every location, every character has some backstory so that it all fits together in this really beautiful way. And by using fiction, J.R.R. Tolkien can get at the truth of what it means to be a human being and all the challenges we must face both individually and collectively, to create a better world and to preserve the good things in this world. So I won't talk too much about why I love Tolkien because we're actually doing an episode on the meta meaning of Tolkien's universe just two weeks from now. And we're doing a round table with uh, Stephen Kipp, who's a member of the Tolkien Society, and Brett Ewer, who's also a big Tolkien fan. So we're going to go a lot more into Tolkien in the near future. But I would say of all fiction writers, J.R.R. Tolkien is the greatest of all time. Number three on my list of greatest thinkers of the past is Herman Hesse. Herman Hesse wrote many books, one of which is Siddhartha, and I would consider Siddhartha perhaps the greatest story ever written, and certainly the greatest telling of the story of the Buddha ever written. It's only like 150 pages or something, and every word is so incredible. Every time I read that book, it's like I'm transported into this meditative mindset where everything is peaceful, there's understanding, and you can really just see through a lot of the noise of reality. And I think part of why Herman Hesse has such a great understanding of the path to enlightenment and the trials and tribulations needed to get there is because he lived through a really traumatic time in history. Just like Tolkien, Herman Hesse lived through World War I and World War II. He was a pacifist, and so he saw the evils that humanity can stoop to. And he also saw the path to rise above those evils. And after the war, he spent some time journeying to the East, got very into Eastern philosophy. And aside from Siddhartha, his other books are all fantastic. I would say Magister Ludi, The Glass Bead Game, is probably his magnum opus. It goes into academia and the business world and how they both sort of work together and the importance of both sides. And also Narcissist and Goldman is a fantastic book. Damien is a great coming of age story. So all of Herman Hesse's books I would highly recommend. And if you haven't read any of his stuff, definitely start with Siddhartha. I think this book will just crack you open and you'll be amazed at the flooding of emotions and realizations that pour through when you read a book like that. Number four on the list of greatest thinkers of the past is Marcus Aurelius. I had a tough time coming up with which Greco-Roman philosopher I wanted to include on this list, but I ended up going with Marcus Aurelius because for me personally, I've gotten so much from reading his book of meditations. And Marcus Aurelius was known as the last of the five good emperors of Rome. And he ruled over the empire during one of the most difficult times. There were barbarians raiding various parts of the empire. There was famine. There was disease. Multiple family members of his died. And despite all of these hardships, he would always do what was best for the empire and what was best for his fellow Romans. And so he really embodied Stoicism. No matter what, Marcus Aurelius was always striving for eudaimonia, which is collective human flourishing. So anytime I'm thinking about all the negative things that might be going on in my life, if I read Marcus Aurelius's meditations, I instantly feel better. 
And aside from Stoicism, Epicureanism is the other side of the Greco-Roman philosophical coin. So I would also highly recommend reading some Epicurean works, specifically Lucretius, On the Nature of Things, is fantastic. The fifth and final person on the list of the greatest thinkers of the past is Douglas Harding. And Douglas Harding is also the most modern person on this list. So he died in 2007, not too long ago. And what makes his work stand out so much to me is how novel of an approach it is to achieving enlightenment. So he wrote a book called On Having No Head, where essentially he was hiking in the Himalayas and he had this profound realization that he doesn't have a head. Other people may tell him that it looks like he has a head when they look at him and he may see a head in the mirror. But when he's looking out of his eyes from a first person perspective, he doesn't see any head. He sees an oval shaped orb of awareness. And I love this way of understanding reality because it's so basic. And he also wrote a book called The Science of the First Person that goes even deeper into this idea of what it's like to live life from a first person reality without taking the normal third person objective stance on reality. Now let's get into the greatest thinkers of the present. Number one on my list is Balaji Srinivasan. And when I think about someone who's the greatest thinker right now in the year 2021, it's someone who can see where all these trends are heading. And not only that, but can see the best path that we might take through the multiverse to get to the future that we want to get to. And Balaji is the best at predicting, anticipating, and paving a path to the future, in my opinion. So I love his work on Bitcoin, on cryptocurrency, on decentralized finance, on the notion of a layer zero of metadata so we can have a ground truth of facts and get rid of misinformation. I also love his stance on becoming a sovereign individual where you're not beholden to a nation state. You can be individual in your own right. And I love his work on privacy and the pseudonymous economy, where in the future we may have a pseudonym, much like on Reddit, that's your public facing persona that's separate from your private identity. And so he has all of these great ideas that are incredibly valuable. So I'd recommend going to his website, B-A-L-A-J-I-S.com, Balaji.com, and subscribing to his newsletter, following him on Twitter. And his recent interview with Tim Ferriss is fantastic. So that's a great intro to his whole philosophy. The second person on my list of favorite thinkers of the present is Tim Urban. Tim Urban created the blog Wait But Why, which is probably the best blog on the entire internet right now. Tim has such great humor and his ability to boil down complex ideas to their essential elements is second to none. And part of why I love his writing is because not only is it super informative and educational and you learn a ton about the fundamentals of reality, it's also really enjoyable to read. He's funny. He has all of this interesting social commentary. I'm literally laughing out loud as I read his pieces on politics, religion, tribalism, and all the craziness of human behavior. And he's coming out with a really fantastic new series soon about high-run thinking and low-rung thinking, where regardless of what you think, whether you're progressive or conservative or have this idea or that idea, he considers you to be a high-rung thinker if you are consistent in your beliefs and if you're able to change your perspective with new data. And if you haven't read his latest series, The Story of Us, that is truly remarkable. It is a phenomenal book and I can't wait to see what Tim Urban comes up with next. 
Number three on my list is Naval Ravikant. If you haven't heard of Naval, you're probably not in tech because to tech people, Naval is like tech Jesus. <laughs> and everything he tweets, everything he posts on his podcast or his blog is pearls of wisdom. He really doesn't have any excess words. Everything he says is of value. And in particular, I think Naval's series on how to get rich is the best series ever on the topic of how to build wealth, how to get rich, and how to do what you want to in life. Because being able to provide for yourself is a prerequisite to so much else. If you're not able to have the resources to do what you want to do with your time, then you'll never be able to do what you actually want with your time. So I would seriously recommend watching his How to Get Rich series on YouTube. It's about three and a half hours. There was one point where I literally watched this on repeat for multiple times a day because that's how good it is. Number four is someone you may not have heard of because he's a relatively new thinker on the scene. His name is Nick Carter, N-I-C-C-A-R-T-E-R, not to be confused with Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys, which is N-I-C-K. And he's someone I've recently gotten into. I've been reading a lot of his blog posts, watching a lot of his interviews. He recently did an interview with Lex Friedman. That's phenomenal. And of any commentator in the Bitcoin cryptocurrency space, I think Nick Carter is the smartest. He's the most intelligible. He gives the best answers for why Bitcoin is valuable, why different cryptocurrencies and blockchain protocols are valuable. And he's the best at responding to criticisms of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So he's incredibly clear-headed. And I would also say Vitalik Buterin is another one of the top thinkers in the crypto space. He is the leader of Ethereum. And he's someone who is very much an idealist, wants to create a better world for people and isn't just out to enrich himself. So I would say Nick Carter, Vitalik Buterin, Lex Friedman, Anthony Pompliano, all of these people are moving the world forward in the right direction. So I have incredible respect for these people for doing what is best for the collective and for just explaining things very clearly and taking a rational approach to why something is better than something else and being able to be persuaded if there is data to the contrary. So they are some of the highest signals in this space, in my opinion. The fifth and final person on my list of greatest thinkers of the present is Sam Harris. I've been a big fan of Sam Harris's for some time now. I've read all of his books. I've listened to every podcast episode he's come out with. And I particularly love his meditation app, Waking Up. And that is the real reason he's on this list. It's not as much for his podcast, and I would say it's more for his meditation app. Because I've tried many meditation apps, but what he's able to guide you through with Waking Up is amazing. And the guests he has on Waking Up are also second to none. So if you haven't tried meditation, this is definitely the app that I would recommend. And I also really love his commentary on what's going on in society. And I don't agree with everything he says. Like, for instance, I don't agree with his stance on free will. But I very much respect that he takes a stance on any new situation that arises in the world. And so he is an active brain in the room. He's someone that I always want to know what he's thinking about a situation whenever a new situation arises. So I highly recommend subscribing to the Making Sense podcast, reading the book, Waking Up, and downloading the Waking Up Meditation app. 
I'll give one other bonus for Greatest Thinkers of the Present, which is a newer podcast I've been into, which is the All In Podcast. And this is with Chamath Palihapitiya, David Sachs, Jason Calacanis, and David Friedberg. And this is one of the best podcasts to get multiple different perspectives all in one podcast. So these are some of the most successful investors in all of Silicon Valley. They've really accomplished some incredible things. And I just love hearing all of their various views on what's going on. I also love Jason Calacanis' other podcast, This Week in Startups, and the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast with Brian McCullough. That's where I get a lot of my tech news information, so you can constantly stay up to date with what's going on in the world. All right, now for the definitive list of my favorite books and podcasts of all time. Let's start with my favorite spiritual or philosophy books. Siddhartha by Herman Hess, The Glass Bead Game by Herman Hess, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, Thus Spoke Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche, L'Estrange Air by Albert Camus, Be Here Now by Ram Dass, The Way of Zen by Alan Watts, This Is It by Alan Watts, The Joyous Cosmology by Alan Watts, On Having No Head by Douglas Harding, the Signs of the First Person by Douglas Harding, A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, and The Story of Us by Tim Urban. My favorite high fiction or historical fiction books are The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien, Musashi by Eiji Yoshikawa, 1Q84 by Haruki Murakami, and The Aeneid by Virgil. My favorite science books are A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking, The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins, Gaia by James Lovelock, Seven Brief Lessons on Physics by Carlo Rovelli, The Red Queen by Matt Ridley, and Superintelligence by Nick Bostrom. My favorite business or marketing books are Influence by Robert Cialdini. That's probably the best psychology book that ever was written. Ogilvy on Advertising, and Start With Why by Simon Sinek. My favorite podcasts are Making Sense with Sam Harris, The All In Podcast, This Week in Startups, The Tech Meme Ride Home Podcast, Planet Money and The Indicator, The Off Menu Podcast, probably my favorite comedy podcast, The Lex Friedman Podcast, and of course, hence the future, I'm biased, but that's my personal favorite. <laughs> all right, well, I think that's a good place to end it. Thank you all for listening. Hope you have a happy Easter, happy spring, and I'll see you next week. The past, the present, and the future.